2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 get it when you've got it scream you screaming cause it gonna put it up there here it is ready the Lord is that spirit We have no preaching on the Trinity. Tell me the last time you heard a sermon on the Trinity. The church has so dumbed down. Because you're Pentecostal doesn't mean you check your brain at the door. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost of God is God. We, we do this, we do this declining understanding. We're like, there's God. And then down there somewhere, Jesus. And then, Holy Ghost. We act like the Holy Ghost is a third watered down version, third cousin removed three times by marriage from the Godhead. The whole thing worked to the point that he that was with us could be in us. No, you, you ain't with me. The Lord is that spirit, say it. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's actually a horrible translation. It's actually where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. Because I've been to your church. I've watched your TV program. And there ain't no liberty. Somebody take off running, you'd send three ushers to tackle them. And everybody's so weak in the Holy Ghost, they got 14 people and 22 security guards. Brother Avian Zini liked that. They counsel devils. I'm going to have fun tonight. The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is inhibition without restraint. Do you know what that means? God is omnipotent. What does that mean, Pastor? One of our 
Valor students came in, just been saved a week and a half, and said, what does that mean? God is omnipotent. So I tried to explain it to him. He said, oh, you mean God can do whatever he blank will please. I said, you're going to make a good preacher. Because tonight, God can do anything he wants to. If he wants to levitate me off this platform, I'm ready. By the way, what is supernatural about Sunday morning? Charles Spurgeon said, if you have to have a circus to get them, you'll have to have a circus to keep them. And there ain't no circus in heaven. Won't the folks from your church be surprised? Inhibition. Freedom. Loosed from all restraint. Foundational biblical Christianity. Foundational biblical Christianity has been insulted and mocked, renamed and rebranded, neglected and abandoned. Just a relic on the ash heap of culture, a culture-pleasing, seeker-sensitive, user-friendly, emerging church. The only thing I've seen emerging is some kind of thing that looks nothing like true Christianity. Shadows of the true gospel, just around the edges. No doctrine. You know why I like these Southern gospel singers? There's doctrine in what they sing. But if I asked a thousand people sitting in churches on Sunday morning, what is doctrine? They couldn't write down two things. We got preachers preaching, don't know the book. They're too busy to go to Valor online because they a big deal. How come you were shouting real good a minute ago? Modern pulpit jockeys misguided in morality, deficient in doctrine, and derelict in their duty speak in silly, juvenile tones about everything and anything except what the head of the church said was of essential nature. There's a proliferation of preachers who claim to be Pentecostal. But their poverty of power exposes their faux gospel. Bring a child to them with no brain in his skull. See how quick they take him to the back room. Gospel preaching purpose of ministry is not now nor has it ever been 
to appease and placate and pacify, watch me, unbelievers. You wanted the world to feel so comfortable in your church that truly born again, Holy Ghost filled people see no reason to be there. It'll get better in a minute. Your purpose is not to collect a crowd. Your purpose is to preach the gospel to produce a cloud. I'm just going slow. Watch this. Watch this, doctor. It is entirely half the church, half the preachers want to quit because they don't have as many people coming. Do you know that it is entirely possible and biblically probable for you to have less people and greater anointing? Ask Gideon. Modern messages are better suited for a self-help seminar at a local day's end than they are in the pulpits of Pentecostal churches. Entertainment's higher on the priority list than appealing to eternal souls. The gift of gab has replaced the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Smooth oratory has supplanted stammering lips possessed by the Holy Ghost, proclaiming the power of the gospel to save, to heal, to deliver. Away with your Twitter quips. They're all so similar. They're neither thoughtful nor inspired. Do you understand that what you say is supposed to be inspired? Do you understand that what comes out of your head is not inspired? Let's see now, the disciples, they cast out devils, raised the dead, found money in a fish's mouth, drove out demons, healed the sick, and yet Jesus announced and assessed that they were incapable and not prepared to preach this gospel. Where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Jesus never did count a crowd. The disciples had no system of nurturing. They had no new beginner class. But they changed the world. What are we doing? What are we doing? 
I'm going to ask again, what in the Holy Ghost world are we doing? Away with your political correctness, you coward. Just admit it. You're afraid. You can't cancel the truth. It'll resurrect itself, kick the end out of the tomb, and beat the pallbearers back to the house. You can't cancel it. You can't burn it. You can't stop it. You can't cage it. You get a hold of absolute truth, my brother and sister. You let nothing and no one stand in your way and turn your plow and try to look over the brim of their glasses and make you feel little with their supposed faux intellectual superiority. Intellect can't stand up to Holy Ghost. Okay, let's see here. Uh, enough. Enough of self-serving strategies and feel-good Sunday morning talks. Carefully crafted on Saturday afternoon to please everyone and offend no. The gospel is bitter compared to the syrupy, sweet confections that the modern churchgoer demands. Truth without being, being marinated in the sweet, comforting sauces of secularism and humanism. Cause it's all about you, honey. Eighty percent of messages are nothing but self-help for lukewarm so-called believers. The real gospel is hard to chew. Sometimes even harder to swallow. When's the last time in your Sunday morning service you felt like hiding your toes under the theater seat in front of you? Because that guy up there was shredding them. Whom he loves, he 
he chastises. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Learn some. What's the doctrine of the Trinity? What's the doctrine of the second coming? What's the doctrine of the feast? What's the doctrine of baptisms? Where's the doctrine? Where's the meat? Enough fluff. I dare you to shout I don't want no more fluff. Enough fluff. Enough fluff. Here's what's changed preachers. Modern churchgoers, they look for, they get online and they search them out one. to confirm their sin. Homosexuals don't like to come here unless they're coming to get delivered. The water too here, getting here too hot. The message too strong. The anointing too mighty. The conviction too powerful. God Almighty didn't bring me back from the dead to feed your fantasy and tickle your fancy. I've come to resurrect a revolutionary, relevant, revenant, remnant of revivalists and see the church of God rise out of the blurs of indistinction and the cauldron of ecumenicalism where everything's a preacher and everything's a church. You might want to dig back through this, preachers. Tonight I'm, I'm speaking for a deep desire of change. Just shout, something has got to change. We set ourselves tonight on a collision course with the forces of darkness. Tonight we take our churches back. Tonight we take our cities back. Tonight we commit to the irreplaceable doctrines of the born again experience and the mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost. Tonight, we bust the Holy Ghost out of the cages of religion and ritual. We bust the Holy Ghost out of denominationalism and disrespect of sect and superstition, of timidity and trepidation. We bust the ghost loose from attack and abuse and abandonment. And tomorrow, we change the world. All right, I'm gonna mess you up now. 
I said, I'm going to mess you up now. Matthew 3.16, not John 3.16. You know that one. Here's what millennials, Gen Y, Gen Z, here's and half the baby boomers that are left. Here's the scripture y'all need. When Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out the water. I know it says out of the water, but I just, it just feels very better out the water. And suddenly, you ought to go through the New Testament and mark down every time it says suddenly. And suddenly the heavens open. Don't sound like many Sunday mornings. The heavens opened. And Jesus saw the Holy Spirit descending out of heaven. And it landed on him in the form of a dove. A few things you need to know about the dove. Number one, a dove... Here in Ohio, we have the largest Amish population in America. A lot of folks think that it's in Pennsylvania, but it's not. It's in the Buckeye State. It's beautiful. And if you go up there, you'll see those horse-drawn buggies. And every one of those horses, Bishop Brown knows about this, because Charlie Brown knew about it, you have to put blinders on them. So that they can on, they can only look one direction. So that nothing on either side of them or behind them can distract them. A dove has no peripheral vision. That means the Holy Ghost. I don't know what track you're on. Some preacher that's got a bigger church than yours, so you try to copy him. Here. Here. Singleness of vision produces singleness of purpose, which produces singleness of ministry vision. Most church folk can't follow their preacher because they can't figure out where he's going. He's this today and something else the next day and then he changes it the next week and then it's something else. I decided we're going to be on one track. All about the one and it ain't you. The only reason we're all here is because they're all not. If every church in America was filled to overflowing tomorrow, only 30% of the people in this nation could even get in a building. You act like you're tearing up the city. They all get mad at me. That's okay. In a minute, your anger will turn to conviction. And then you can get fixed. That's good news. 
Oh, did you expect me to have a message other than repentance? Look at them. They don't know. Oh, Jesus. What? Repenting is not once and done. Leonard Ravenhill said, here's when you can stop repenting. When you stop sinning. But when you come and make a decision at the altar so we can carve a notch in our belt and put you in the next steps, the first steps, the seventh step, the eight steps, the ten steps. And then we wonder why you don't show up. Because you didn't get it. How many of you had to teach your children to lie? Then why do we have to teach born again people how to pray? Oh, you were really shouting good. Well, let's move on, see if I can find something you like. Something else you need to know about the dove. This is for all the music folks. We talk to all them. A dove cannot live in a cage. A dove has to have a habitat. Conducive to his innate ability. You can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. And you can't take the Holy Ghost and pigeon him into your system. The Holy Ghost has to have a habitat. He's Okay, here's the first one your Bible talks about. Everybody's going to love this part. Know you not that your... Look at all these church folk. Your is the, the sacred dwelling place, the habitation of the Holy Ghost. Think about that the next time you trying to win a hooker in your bed to Jesus. Oh, we come in here. Come, Holy Spirit. And then damn his name all day. Or go to the theater and pay somebody else to do it for us. Oh, look at it. You old school. New methods only succeed with old power. That's the Bible. And I've heard enough. Well, we've changed our method. But we ain't changed our method. I watch you. I got a phone too. Are you bored? Shout, enough is enough. I didn't come in here tonight to play with it. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You know all you've heard for the last week and a half? 
I have bodily autonomy. That's why the preachers didn't post anything. So-called. If that's you, I'm praying for you. I love you. But you're backslidden. Period. You're backslidden. You're afraid. You think you can keep what you didn't get. Your body is the dwelling place of God. Think about that the next time you're going to fornicate. He's either in your hidden, and he's not a fornicator. He's not an adulterer. He's not a baby murderer. I dare you to stand up, throw both hands straight up in the air and say, I want the Holy Ghost. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.